Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Thank you for riding along today. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are served. You can contact us at babyboomertales at gmail.com. I just got back from a little three-day mini vacation a couple weeks ago in Branson, Missouri. If you've never been to Branson or never heard of it even, it's a little town down in the Ozarks in Missouri that has so many theaters and amusement parks and things to do there. There's a big lake down there, plus it's surrounded by lakes. We went and saw the Petersons Family Band. If you're not familiar with them, you ought to YouTube them. They're P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N apostrophe S. They do kind of a bluegrass mixture music. Bluegrass and country music is really the thing down there. And it's very, very entertaining. They put on a great show. We also went to the Sight and Sound Theater. Big, beautiful theater. And saw the play Esther. It's about Queen Esther in the Bible. The visual effect in that theater is amazing. I highly recommend that you go to one of their plays. You can find one, of course, in Branson and one somewhere in Pennsylvania. I think it's Lancaster, but I'm not sure about that. I'm just winging it right now. Anyway, we came back and had a wonderful time. There are a couple of hiccups in the trip, but you know, what's a trip without a hiccup? Our song of the week is The Cape by Guy Clark. Written by Guy Clark, Jim Janowski, and Susan Wallace Clark. Guy Clark was a prolific songwriter. Songs that he wrote have been recorded by the likes of Jerry Jeff Walker, Jimmy Buffett, Lyle Lovett, Amy Lou Harris, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Chris Stapleton, to name a few. The song The Cape starts out with a little boy wearing a cape made out of a flower sack and he's getting ready to jump off the roof of his house and fly, kind of like Superman probably. Fearless little eight-year-old. As this wonderful song progresses, he moves into adulthood and then later into his golden years. He's one of those who knows that life is just the leap of faith. Spread your arms and hold your breath. Always trust your cape. I discovered this song on the movie on Amazon Prime about Jason Kelsey. I really give this movie five stars. I definitely do. And I love his taste of music. Try to listen to the Cape. I want to talk today about the lake town I always refer to. It's a town north of my little hometown. Up there in north central Colorado, Rocky Mountains. My hometown is 8,000 feet above sea level, and to get to the lake town, you go uphill. As you leave my little hometown and you turn right at another highway that junctions with the highway that goes east and west through my town, you drive up and you drive past the straightaway there, Easy Ed's old ranch house, sitting on the left there. That's where I caught that golden eagle years and years ago. Then you go up the coffee divide, 
And once you get to the top of the hill, you're looking at big table and little table mountains on your left and the big old lake on your right, the largest lake above 8,000 feet in North America. You keep driving to the north and on your right there, looking over the lake, laying up on those mountains there is old Honest Abe Lincoln. I call him the man in the mountain. A wonderful mountain range that's called the Indian Peaks and it looks just like Mr. Lincoln laying up there. You keep going to the north and you pass another lake. Then all of a sudden the road's going straight and you have a chance to turn to the right, right there at the gas station. If you turn the right and go down the hill, it'll push you into that little lake town. Little tourist town that holds a special place in my heart. All the things that I experienced and did up there when I was a kid, and then a teenager and young adult. And even this summer I went up there and had a good old time in that lake town. I want to just go up and down the street by memory and hit some of the high spots pretty much on Main Street, but we'll veer off Main Street a little there. Let's start at the Dairy King. As you're going into town, it's right there at the left. Great place to get a soft serve ice cream cone or maybe a hamburger and fries. When I was up there this summer, that little Dairy King was closed up. The building's still standing though. And I guess it's possible it could open again. It may be possible that it was just closed that day. But I was there on a weekend day, so I imagine it was closed for the season. You keep going into town, and on the left there is the Foghorn Bar. A 3-2 beer bar that every teenager's goal in life was to turn 18 so they could go have a beer at the Foghorn. That is a fact. Years ago, every summer... Motorcycle gangs would come into town and kind of take over the town for a few days. And that seemed to be the headquarters for all the bikers right there at the Foghorn. I have some great stories about that place. It's an iconic building. The name, of course, has changed probably several times. It'll always be the Foghorn to me. If you're walking down the street, you're walking on the boardwalk. And on the left there is my friend Tim's store, named after the Never Summer Mountain Range that's up there by that little lake town. Tim's business was very successful, I do believe. You keep walking on the old boardwalk and then you come to the park. There in the park is the theater, and like so many buildings up there, it's made out of lodgepole pine. When you think of a log cabin, you usually think of big logs going horizontal. But these lodgepole pine structures, the lodgepoles go vertical, up and down. Old, dark, two-story type building. You have to climb the stairs to get into the theater, and then you kind of go down a ramp down to find your seat. I saw a movie there once that they sang, One horn, one-eyed, flying purple people eater. Remember that? I don't even remember what the movie was. But I remember I saw it at the Lake Town in that old theater. I don't think it's a movie house anymore, but I do think it's a theater. Well, in that park, there's an expanse of grass and, of course, trees. And over on the southeast corner of that park is a place where you could have your 
buffalo barbecue sandwich. Once a year, the town celebrated the buffalo barbecue with parades and big shindig all over town. It was a great weekend always. You cross the street there, not the main street. You stay on the boardwalk, cross the street, and there's Zick's Market. There again, his building is made out of the lodgepole pine. He'd open about Memorial Day, and he'd close that grocery store about Labor Day, like the town used to do. Today, I think it's a popular restaurant there in that building. I can always remember old Mr. Zick, though. What a great memory of that man. His family would work in that store, and I think it was a generational thing. Keep walking down the street, and pretty soon you run into the Lariat, a great bar filled with colorful locals that you can't even imagine. Of course, you can if you live there, because you know those folks. Next door or so is the Chuck Hole. I'd like to say it's a little greasy spoon restaurant, but I don't think there was much grease there. The chow was pretty good. But it was a small little diner type place. There again, a local's favorite. Right next door to the Chuck Hole is the shooting gallery. I'd go there when I was a kid. Just trying to hit those little things on the bullseye. Maybe you win a teddy bear. That shooting gallery's no longer there. Next to that's the stables. I remember one time a long lost sister of mine and my two brothers and myself and my dad went riding horses clear back up in the mountains. I had a fast horse and it was fun. That stable's not there anymore and I have no idea where that sister of mine is. That brings back a whole lot of emotions that I maybe will talk about someday. And then Probably all in the same area was a mini golf course. Now that town had several mini golf courses and it probably has one or two today. But I used to like that one over there by where the stables were, where the shooting gallery was. Now if I get the order on which these businesses were wrong, if I transpose them or something. I'm just remembering this of uh, my childhood memories more than anything. Some of this stuff. Past the miniature golf. You hang a left. You just go half a block or so. And there's the rapids. It's a nice lodge and it gets its name from in their backyard is basically the headwaters of the Colorado River. The water rushing over the rocks is very loud and very amazing to witness. Everybody should go there and look at the river right there and realize that this rushing water is all part of the mighty Colorado. Well let's turn around and go back to Main Street there. We'll just cross the street and we go down a hill and there's Lemons Lodge right there and if you look to the right there's a nice sandy beach and a big dock You'll see sailboats sailing and water skiers skiing and kids playing on the beach. And I used to love going there with my mom and take me and my friends or my Aunt Connie. And we had a great old time. I always wondered how that was the only place in the county that had sand, that beach. Well, I probably know why they have sand there now. It's probably just hauled in. 
but I choose to think there was just something magical that happened there in that wonderful cold mountain lake, a beautiful place where the bald mountain looks over you and the spirits of Indians from generations ago remind you that they have never left. Well, let's go back up the hill way we came. And here's the pine cone. It is a big log structure. Not the lodgepole pine log, but regular logs. You go inside of it. And as I remember, there's a big, big fireplace right in the middle of this big room, right in the center of it. And so the fire was open all the way around, not just against the wall. I guess they had wonderful dances there. I saw a concert there once. It was one of those first-class places when my parents were young and even when I was real young. Yeah, let's keep going here. We'll never get done. How about Polly's Candy? I'd get cotton candy there, but you could get salt water taffy and just about anything. Little bitty, little bitty structure. And you usually have to wait in line. Polly was always busy. That was yummy. Keep going. And there's another one of those lodgepole pine buildings. It's called Humphreys. I wanted to say it reminded me of a five and dime, but not really. They had an assortment of stuff. And they may have had a soda fountain back in the day. Don't hold me to that, but I seem to remember that. Of course, memory's a funny thing. Keep walking on the boardwalk, and pretty soon you run across the Western Riviera. It's kind of like a hotel on the lake, a motor lodge on the lake. I'm not exactly sure, but they do rent rooms and events areas and stuff to this day. I think it's been the Western Riviera forever, not changing their name like so many places do. Keep walking and pretty soon you run into Squeaky Bob's. It's got a beer garden and a restaurant and a bar. And it's a very popular place with both tourists and locals. Run across Joe's Ice Cream Shop there. When it was first built though, it was called the Blue Chalet. And it kind of stuck out in town because it was this blue building amongst all the log and lodgepole pine buildings. Well, it's been painted several times, and it's no longer blue, and it's no longer called the Blue Chalet. Keep going back towards the highway. You're going to run into the lumber yard there. Same people own the lumber yard there, own the lumber yard in my hometown. So there are two of them in the county. Let's go off of Main Street here a minute and see the old school. There again, it's a lodgepole pine building like so many buildings in that town. And right next to it is the Trinity Church. And it's a log structure. My parents were married there. I was married there. My brothers and my sister were married there. I have several nieces and nephews that were married there. It's kind of the wedding chapel of the county. It is a beautiful little church. And it just sits there pretty as a picture, inside and out. Well, you go a little bit more to your west and you run across the El Navajo, place where you can park your camper or your camp trailer or pitch a tent or probably even stay at their lodge. Place has fishing and 
trampolines and swimming pools and all that kind of stuff. We used to go there in the summer for vacation. My dad would pull our camp trailer up there, park it. We'd stay a week or two and he could drive back town, go to work and come back to the trailer at night. He must have loved us a lot to do that because it was probably a big inconvenience for him. Thank you, Dad, for doing that. Go back to the road and there's Sombrero Stables. I can't see a stables to this day without thinking of old Rocky. That town used to pretty much open up on Memorial Day and close down on Labor Day. Then snowmobiles were introduced to humanity and it became a snowmobile capital and started seeing more activity during the winter. Now I think it's very active in the winter. There used to be a little ski hill there when I was a kid, like all the little towns had. You go back up the hill and if you turn left you go back to my hometown. If you go right you could go up there a ways and turn left and go to the golf course. But if you stayed on the highway you'd go through Rocky Mountain National Park and you'd keep driving way above Timberline. Way up there where the glaciers reside and down the other side of the mountain you'll eventually get to the front range. I hope I painted a good enough picture for you. It's in my mind. It's definitely in Technicolor. Always be kind. I'll be back next week. Peace out.